Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to the Sleep Pod. My name's James, and every episode, I make up a long and boring and meandering story in which nothing really happens, and hope that you fall asleep before the end. This week's episode is a vague continuation from last week's. If you missed last week's episode, don't worry, nothing interesting happened. For the word I will be using to inspire events in this episode's story, I was sent a fax from a mysterious blocked phone number. The fax contained one word, and that word is sponge. Get yourself comfortable, relax, dim the lights, have a nice lie down, maybe have some warm milk, or a plant-based milk alternative. And let's begin with this week's story. Sponge. some stars and some other lights that could be planets or other spaceships. He wasn't too sure 
and without turning on specific equipment, he couldn't really tell. He let out a long sigh. He had been pacing around his ship for the last few days. He was bored. He really needed something to do, something to occupy his time. He was hoping some work would come in and he could fly his spaceship over to somebody else's spaceship and help them with whatever technical problem their spaceship was experiencing. But nothing was happening. All was quiet. He looked around the bridge of his spaceship, desperately searching for something, anything to do. Eventually, his eyes rested on the floor. Hmm, he thought. The floor could probably do with a good cleaning. Sure, there were automated robots. Tiny little robots that came out a hole in the wall. And they cleaned the floor fairly well. But there were always a few crumbs. A scuff mark. Things like that, that they always missed. Yes, he thought. I will mop the floor. He turned round and started walking out of the room. Just as he approached the door that led to the rest of the ship, he stopped. Wait, does my spaceship even have a utilities cupboard? Some kind of designated space where I could find a mop and a bucket. He slowly walked down the corridor. No, not this room. That's the kitchen. This room is not correct either. That is where the toilet is. I would have noticed a mop and a bucket in there. Maybe there's something in the shower room. A hidden door, perhaps. So that's where he went. The door to the shower room. Side open. It was a very pleasing noise. A noise that indicated this ship has been very well made. 
The doors don't normally make that noise. They put the noise in afterwards. He knew that. He'd heard about it over and over again from various people. It was one of those little factoids. The type that most people know. But certain types of men feel the need to constantly remind everybody. Assuming that they don't already know. When in fact, everybody knows. Yes, they just add the noise afterwards. There's a little microchip somewhere and a speaker. It makes the door make a pleasing, whooshing sound when it opens and closes. He'd considered seeing if he could change the noise. He liked the whooshy, slidey noise. But he wondered, could he reprogram it to make the sound of maybe a barnyard animal? Or to play a few notes from one of his favourite songs? He'd thought about this for a while. If he did do that, no doubt that song would no longer be one of his favourite songs. He would associate that noise with doors forever. He wasn't willing to risk that. But there he was, in the shower room, scanning the walls for a hidden panel. As it turned out, the panel was not well hidden. It was just a normal door. He just hadn't noticed it before. He walked over, found the handle, and opened it. And inside was a mop, a bucket, and a large amount of cleaning supplies. Gosh, he thought, how did I not know this was here? I wonder if there's any other hidden compartments on my vessel that I've just not noticed before. He decided he would spend some time going over every inch, every nook, and every cranny of his spaceship, just in case there was any other interesting spaces that he hadn't found before. Maybe there was a second bathroom, a hidden nightclub, A library? Who knew? Ian didn't. So he decided he would find out. But first, he should mop the floors. He retrieved the mop and the bucket from the cupboard and closed it behind him. He started to walk out of the shower room but then realized he needed some cleaning liquids and hadn't picked any up from the cupboard. 
So he went back to the cupboard. Most of the liquids were the same kind of liquid. They indicated they were good for cleaning floors. A few had labels indicating they would be very good for cleaning other things, various surfaces, windows, electrical equipment. He made a note of this as he had spilled tiramisu over one of the consoles earlier on that week. Ian mopped the floors. Judging by the colour the water was going, the floors were long overdue, a good mopping. He started on the left-hand side of the bridge. The mop went in the water, he squeezed it out, and he mopped. went back in the water, he squeezed it out, and then he mopped some more. He repeated this until he had almost reached the middle of the room, but being a clever guy, he realised if something happened, he would need access to the front of the bridge. So he left himself a small pathway, just in case. So he started on the right hand side, the mop went in the water, he squeezed it, and then mopped the floor. He did this over and over and over again. He was almost done when an alarm went off. Oh, he thought, I wonder what this is. He leaned the mop against a wall. It fell over straight away. He picked it up and adjusted the angle and placed it again, slowly lifting his hands from the mop in case it fell again. But this time, it didn't. Ian hopped over to the main pilot's seat in his spaceship, trying to avoid any wet patches on the floor. He jumped into his chair and started pressing all sorts of buttons on the control panels. Right, he thought. Let's see what's going on. He was hoping it would be some work, but unfortunately, It wasn't. Hmm, he said. A distress call. He had a look out the window, but couldn't see any other spaceships anywhere nearby. 
but the computer was telling him they were close by. He pressed a few buttons on his console. Hello, he said. Can anyone hear me? I have received a distress call. He waited patiently for a response. And eventually, he got a response. Hello, said a voice. It was a woman's voice. Hello, replied Ian. Are you in distress? Yes, she said. Can you help? Ian thought for a second. Hmm. Can I just check that you're not a pirate first? There was silence. Then eventually she replied, I can confirm I am not a pirate. Okay, said Ian, but if you were a pirate, you would also say that you were not a pirate. Ah, said the woman, I don't know. I think if you directly ask a pirate if they are a pirate, they have to say that they are a pirate. Yes, said Ian, I think I have heard that before. Okay then, where are you? I will come and help. I am in space, said the woman. But that probably is not enough information to help. I will send over my coordinates to you. Thank you, said Ian. After a second, the coordinates were sent to Ian's computer. He tapped away a few times. Hmm. I've put those coordinates in, but I can't see anybody. Ah, said the woman. I am in an escape pod. It is very small. Okay, said Ian. That would explain why I can't see you. And my computer is very bad at seeing objects that are smaller than two elephants. Ah, said the woman. The two elephants problem, yes. I have heard that that is an issue on most computer systems, on most spaceships. Well, that's where I am anyway. So can you come and help? Okay, said Ian. Coming now. Ian tapped away a few times, grabbed the steering wheel, turned it a bit, and 
pressed the big green button that made the ship go. I have pressed the big green button and I will be with you shortly. Okay, said the woman. There was an awkward pause. So, said Ian, why are you in an escape pod? Ah, said the woman, I was escaping. Oh no, said Ian, what were you escaping from? I was being held captive. By a group who call themselves. The Army of the Unrelenting Terror. Have you heard of them? Yes, said Ian. I have heard of them. From what I understand. They are very naughty boys. There are also a few women there as well, said the woman. Oh, okay, said Ian. It's just that on all of their press releases, they have all been boys. Yes, said the woman. The women are definitely in the minority. But there are some. I've seen them. Fair enough, said Ian. Well, I'm glad you managed to escape from them. From what I understand, they're a bunch of rotters. said the woman. That is an accurate statement. Ian's computer made a pinging noise. Oh, I'm here, he said. Yes, said the woman, I can see you now. Ian looked and squinted out of the window. He could see a small, egg-shaped object floating around in the void of space. Is that you in the egg? He asked. Yes, she said. Oh, why are there escape pods egg-shaped? I don't know, said the woman. Ian held in a cough and bit his lip and sighed. He didn't want to say it, but he felt like he had to now. The woman could sense something was going on. 
what's going on? She inquired. Ian sighed again. Maybe they are shaped like that. For a yoke. Opening. 
the woman stepped out of the big egg. Hello, she said. Hi, said Ian. I'm Ian, by the way. Ah, she said. I was wondering what your name was. In my head, I have just been referring to you as that man. That's fine, said Ian. And what is your name? My name, said the woman, is Julia. That's a fun name, said Ian. Yes, said Julia. People often tell me, my name is very fun. People like saying it. People like hearing it. It's a fun name. Well, Julia, that is a fun name to say. Anyway, Julia, welcome to my ship. Thank you, said Julia. What is your ship called? Ah, said Ian. My ship is called the Midnight, which I think you will agree is a very cool name for a spaceship. Unfortunately, because I work as a spaceship recovery technician, it has meant I have had to paint it bright orange, which I'm sure you noticed. Yes, I had seen that, said Julia. So, the name doesn't really match the colour anymore. But there's not much I could do about it. Sure, I could change the name. But then, what would I call it? An orange? Yes, said Julia. I think Midnight is a better name for your spaceship than Orange, even if it is Orange. Yes, anyway. Welcome aboard. Thank you. They slowly walked down the corridor, heading towards one of the rooms in the ship. Ian hadn't decided which room they should go to first. Should he take her to the bridge? Maybe she's hungry. You should probably ask and find out. Are you hungry? He said. Yes, I suppose I am. Okay, 
Would you like a sandwich? Yes. Thank you. That's no problem, said Ian. So he started walking with a bit more confidence towards the kitchen slash dining room. Ian made her a sandwich. It was a mushroom sandwich. For himself, he made a prawn baguette. Once they had finished eating, Ian thought he should find out where Julia would like to go. So, he said, where can I take you? Hmm, she said. I don't know. I haven't really thought about any long-term plans. That's okay, said Ian. I've got plenty of room here, and you can stay for as long as you want. Thank you, said Julia. If you want to make yourself at home, there's a few spare rooms. Why don't you go and find one? They're down this corridor over there, and it's any of the rooms that don't have things already in them. Okay, she said. Thank you for your hospitality. And she walked off. Hmm, thought Ian. Hopefully... I wouldn't be as bored having somebody else on board. Maybe we can have some adventures. Who knows? A world of possibilities opened up in Ian's imagination. But then, he welcomed reality back. No. Everything will just be as boring as normal. But there's going to be somebody else here as well. And that's fine. That's the end of this week's episode. I won't tease you by saying, find out what happens next in the next episode because I can tell you what happens next in the next episode right here nothing exciting but you may as well listen anyway good night <laughs>